January the 15th, 2024, 2nd Samuel, chapter 10. God's favor. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Father God, for your word this morning. You indeed are an awesome God. Grace and peace, my brothers and sisters. My name is RJ, and I welcome you to another episode of God is Faithful and Just with all things being relational. And Father God, we thank you this morning. Thank you, my Lord, my King, my Savior. Oh, hallelujah. My sovereign God, my merciful God, my just God. Thank you, Father God, for this day. You've opened our eyes. You're, you're preparing our minds, our hearts to receive from you this day our daily bread. And we just... We just thank you, Father God. We in awe of your majesty, all that you continue to do, your majestic power, your will, your way. We just thank you, Father God, for blessing and watching over our families, for keeping us, for giving us yet another opportunity to show forth your light, your love, your grace to those that are around us. We bless you and we praise you. We look forward to hearing from you. In the mighty and majestic name of your son, Jesus, we pray. Glory. Glory, hallelujah. And family, I thank you on today. I know that some of you are home today for it. It's a holiday here in the West for most. And I thank you guys for allowing me to be a part of your intimate moment, for your, of your private space and time with the Lord our God. Thank you each and every day for your consistency, your faithfulness, and allowing me into that realm, into that moment. I thank you, family. Indeed, it's an honor and a privilege. And as I always say, I do not take it lightly. We're continuing in 2 Samuel. The Lord has allowed us to entitle this particular episode, God's Favor. Be blessed on today, family. After this, the king of the Ammonites died, and Hanan, his son, reigned in his place. And David said, I will deal loyally with Hanan, the son of Nahash, and his father, as his father dealt loyally with me. So David sent by his servants to console him concerning his father. And David's servants came into the land of the Ammonites. But the princes of the Ammonites said to Hanan, their lord, Do you think because David has sent comforters to you, that he is honoring your father? Has not David sent his servants to you to search the city and to spy it, to spy it out and to overthrow it? So Hanun took David's servants and shaved off half the beard of each and cut off their garments in the middle at their hips and sent them away. When it was told David, he sent to meet them for the men were greatly ashamed. And the king said, Remain at Jericho until your beards have grown, and then return. When the Ammonites saw that they had become a stench to David, the Ammonites sent and hired the Syrians of Beth Rehob and the Syrians of Zobah, 20,000 foot soldiers, and the king of Makkah with 1,000 men, and the men of Tob, 12,000 men. And when David heard it, he sent Joab, and all the host of the mighty men. And the Ammonites came out and drew up in the battle array at the entrance of the gate. 
and the Syrians of Zobah and Rehab and the men of Tab and Makkah were by themselves in the open country. When Joab saw that the battle was set against him both in front and in the rear, he chose some of the best men of Israel and arrayed them against the Syrians. The rest of his men he put in the charge of Abishai his brother, and he arrayed them against the Ammonites. And he said, If the Syrians are too strong for me, then you shall help me. But if the Ammonites are too strong for you, then I will come and help you. Be of good courage, and let us be courageous for our people and for the cities of our God. And may the Lord do what seems good to him. So Joab and the people who were with him drew near to battle against the Syrians, and they fled before him. And when the Ammonites saw that the Syrians fled, they likewise fled before Abishai and entered the city. Then Joab returned from fighting against the Ammonites and came to Jerusalem. But when the Syrians saw that they had been defeated by Israel, they gathered themselves together. And Hadadezer sent and brought out the Syrians who were beyond the Euphrates. They came to Helam with Shobach, the commander of the army of Hadadezer, at their head. And when it was told David, he gathered all Israel together and crossed the Jordan and came to Helam. The Syrians arrayed themselves against David and fought with him. And the Syrians fled before Israel, and David killed of the Syrians the men of 700 chariots and 40,000 horsemen, and wounded Shobach, the commander of their army, so that he died there. And when all the kings who were servants of Hadadezer saw that they had been defeated by Israel, they made peace with Israel and became subject to them. So the Syrians were afraid to save the Ammonites anymore. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you for your word this morning, Father God. God's favor. Now, Ammon, or the Ammonites, was a small kingdom in, in Transjordan, which had been hostile to Israel during Saul's reign, if you remember. Saul had defeated the king Nahash, whose death has now occurred. David, by contrast, had been in alliance with the Ammonites until now. The Ammonite nobles, as we read in verse 3, no doubt feared that David was king of a united Israel and that he would change his attitude towards him. Even if they had good reason for such suspicion, it was a very foolish step to insult David's people and provoke him into war. The Ammonite kingdom was too small to win a war against Israel and so they sought allies among the Arameans to the north. Chapter 8, if you remember, recorded some of David's victories over Aramean states and armies and it is not clear when the victories of this chapter, chapter 10, took place. Since the chapter deals with a period before the birth of Solomon, the war must have taken place quite early in David's reign. The decision of the Armenians to make peace with David, as we read in verse 19, may therefore have been a temporary one. The important point is that they abandoned their alliance with the Ammonites who continued to fight but with no hope or success. The end of the war 
or this particular war will be de described in the next couple of chapters, somewhere around the end of chapter 12. So the point here, family, and, and what we have been told of David's earlier major victories is that God's favor is upon David and the people of Israel. When God's will is done God's way, it will not lack God's supply or his favor. Therefore, to remain successful in the mission that God has given us on this side of eternity, we must continue daily to seek his will done his way. And I emphasize his will and his way because some attempt to receive God's will without doing it his way. The example pastor gave us on yesterday was when Jesus was in the wilderness and the devil promised to give him the kingdom of this world if he would bow down to him. Jesus knew the father promised that he would be king of all kings. His will, but by way of sacrifice, by way of the cross, not by way of bowing to the plans of the devil. So we must understand, family, that to do God's will, His way is the plan that God has chosen before us. We cannot attempt to receive the victory by any other way. The way, the process, is just as important as the victory. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for being God. Today, this day, we commit to your will, your way. You are God, and we choose no other way. We know that at times the, the goal may seem to be at hand and and we sometimes feel that because we accomplish the goal, that the way we get it is not that important. But Father God, as you're teaching us on today and you allowing us to see even days before that your will must be done your way. So it is incumbent upon us to, to seek you daily, Father God, to lay before your feet, to bask in your presence, to know that when the detours of this world, or the distractions of the enemy or the flesh, when they come into place and try to distract us or to, to lead us in the way that is not your way, we must yield before you. We must recognize that and be discerning that these are the way of the enemy, these are the way of the flesh, these are the way of the world. And we must seek your way, Father God knowing that your will done your way will not, will not lack your supply or your favor. So we bless you on today, Lord God, and we look forward to, to hearing from you not only this day, but every day, as we have learned in, in our groups and, and meeting with our brothers and sisters in Christ. We think and we talk about those who have reached a certain point with you and in you and yet have fallen we believe that it's because they have not sought your will, your way daily. They have not laid before you each day. We know that the victory today is not the victory tomorrow. Your word tells us to give us this day 
our daily bread. Daily is the key. So we thank you, Father God. We bless you. And we look forward to hearing from you each day, laying before your feet, basking in your presence, knowing that we must each and every day receive our daily bread. We love you, Father God. We thank you for blessing our families, our friends, our loved ones. We thank you for healing us, Lord God. We know that deliverance, we know that healing, we know that victory is ours because of who we are in you. We bless you, we praise you. In the mighty and majestic name of your son Jesus, we pray. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Family, be blessed on today. To those who have the holiday, who have the day off, enjoy your day. And those of you, my friends, who have heard this word on today, and it's not clear in your mind, in your heart, it's because of sin. Sin has blinded us all at some point in our lives from hearing and receiving the word of God. But God said, if you confess your sins to him, he is faithful, he is just, to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. If you call upon the name of Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead to pay the penalty, the price for your sin, you shall be saved. Your eyes shall be opened. Your ears shall hear. You shall taste and see that the Lord our God, he is good and he is worthy to be praised. And we want to walk with you, family. We love you. This journey was not made to be walked alone. Grace and peace be upon you. And we look forward to being with you here again on tomorrow. And in the meantime, family, be a blessing to those around you. Glory, hallelujah.